This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers! Cheers! Welcome to... Coke. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to 51 First Dates, where we crack Diet Cokes. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy, and this is a podcast about dating. And stuff. And stuff. If you're, if you're back for more and you've been listening for a while, thank you, we love you. Welcome back. We miss you all the time when you're not here or when we're not in your ears or, you know, whatever. Oh boy, it is definitely a Sunday. Um, and then if you're new, welcome. Welcome. This podcast started as kind of a silly but also heartfelt uh, experiment or project where Liza and I have been friends forever and we even once saw the same therapist and we had this idea for a thing and it was a podcast and I went on 32 dates. And um, I'm just trying to think of the right way to chime in. I just told Kimmy that I... Ha- I took an accidental couch nap, like, right before we recorded, so my vibes are mellow, hence the Diet Coke. Um, But yeah, Kimmy went on 32 Dates, she met her lovely boyfriend doing this experiment, and now we're interviewing other people who are dating. Kimmy's brother, Kenny, is on as our part-time dater, we're having guest daters on, we're talking about dating generally, we're talking about all things romance, love, and then just also, like, whatever we want to talk about. Yeah, whatever mostly, we feel like. Mostly romance related, but also sometimes poop. Yeah, Thank you sometimes for your, poop. For your positive comments about our poop positive episode last week. Well, poop anxiety is real, and um, it definitely happens around dates. Unfortunately, Kenny is not with us today. Well, my God, that sounds so dark. Not on the podcast today. He's not here today, and because we didn't schedule him, Liz and I just, you know, we wanted to have a solo episode. He wanted to dive into some shit, like poop but also anxiety and if you're already if you're new and you're turning this off please I promise it won't be about poop the whole time but we we just want to get into all the all the anxiety around dating because uh it never gets old it's very real I feel it all the time I'm in the midst of finals so I too am out of it with another kind of anxiety Mm, gross and um yeah we just we've been getting a lot of questions and emails etc about I feel like I mean I feel like a lot of stuff we talk about on this podcast boils down to anxiety, but we, we get a lot of emails about specific types of anxiety that are not poop anxiety uh, related to dating. And so we just wanted to talk about it today. Yeah. We'll talk Unravel about it. Unravel it. Talk Unwrap about some it. anxiety. Thank you all for telling your friends. Keep telling them. We get lovely new emails from new listeners every day, and it's so exciting and definitely the reason that we keep doing this. Yes, I'm going to my cheesy pitch mode. I can see Liza looking at me like, oh, fuck. No, I'm not at all. That's just my face. I promise. I have resting, like, blah face. Um, no, it's true. We we really appreciate you guys' love and support. And, uh, you know, we haven't done a solo episode in a second, so um, 
So we'll take the moment to annoy you briefly, but it really does help us so much when you like, when you like, when you rate, subscribe, review us on Apple Podcasts. Even if you just write one word, it takes such a short amount of time. You don't have to sign up for anything. Just go give us the stars you feel we deserve and um, write a word. It can be good or bad or poop or whatever. <laughs> um, I really do promise we're not going to talk about poop this whole, this whole time. Um, so please rate, subscribe, review if you have a second. It is the way that new listeners find us. It's a way that we make ourselves look fancy to cool guests. It's a way that we um, we make our uh, our uh, advertisers <laughs> happy. <laughs> Sorry, I can't talk. Oh my God, this time Coke's kicking in, I promise. It's a way we make our advertisers happy so we can keep doing this. We can keep bringing you content. So it, it helps us a lot. And um, please do it. We all love you for it. We do. Um, and then also... Join our secret Facebook group. Follow us on Instagram at 51firstdatespod. Email us, 51firstdatespod at gmail.com. Email us anything, but especially worst first date stories. Yes, we need more worst first date stories. I never thought the day would come, and this may be our own fault that we've just lost some in our inbox, but send it again if you haven't heard it. Um, sometimes they're really long and detailed. Maybe just try sending it a little shorter. We love the long details, but maybe that's why I'm, I'm giving you homework. I am, though, because it is really helpful to, to us to get it again so that we remember oh yeah that story was really funny and also terrible but we want to read it on the podcast so also yeah and please put worst first in your subject line because yes. that also really helps us find it mm-hmm. and um yeah those are do you have any other do you have any other business any other housekeeping mm, oh I love that our listeners are getting together in different cities and posting photos in the secret Facebook group it makes us oh feel like a full-fledged podcast it's the best I love friendship and I love like I mean I love our whole community and our secret Facebook group and I think it's like probably the best community on the internet but um I just am so happy that people are meeting me too and it's so like if you're living in a new city I mean be safe but I think everyone in our group is very vetted and safe but if you're living in a new city like and you want to try to make new friends I feel like these secret Facebook groups for podcasts are really kind of awesome little ways to meet new people I don't know I'm lucky and I I so Liza lives in New York I'm, I always act like there are a million new listeners, and who knows, there might be one of you. But Liza lives in New York, and I used to live in New York, but now I live in L.A., and I'm in school, so I have a kind of built-in friend group. But I was thinking the other day, it would be really interesting to do a 51 friend date experiment. like, Or just even with friends that you already have, like just to actually make yourself go on those commitments. Like it's a different kind of commitment, like going and hanging out and having that drink once a week with your friend. It could be like your friend of a long time or your friend from a podcast that you listen to. I don't know. I was just thinking about that the other day because I feel like I've been really busy and caught up in my own world and I've been a pretty shitty friend. (laughs) I mean, it happens all the time. And I think that everyone understands when other people are busy, although sometimes not. Um, But I do think it's like, Okay, this is I'm going to get I'm going to get philosophical very early in this podcast recording. Uh, I feel like we're all dating because we're looking for connection. We're looking to be loved and appreciated for ourselves. And sometimes uh, a lot of that can come from non-romantic relationships and the relationships that are already in our lives. So kumbaya, go out and fucking enjoy it. I feel this is the most like that's the most touchy feely thing I've ever said on this podcast. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Probably not. Probably not. I mean, we've been drunk. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. No, we're caffeinated right now. It can't be. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I just think friendship's important. And sometimes I feel like a bit guilty because I was forever single and never the one with who was in a relationship and always I thought 
a decent friend and I like hanging out with people. Like I was very depressed this weekend because it's finals and I didn't go out and I was like, what's going on with me? And I think it's a couple things and I don't know, just some depression, but like it, I was like, I didn't really hang out with people this weekend. I saw like my yoga teacher and then date 13 on FaceTime. And I don't know, I get really, I get energy from being around other people. So that's an extrovert. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I think it's important to have, I don't know, I think sometimes this is like apropos of nothing, but I think that sometimes it's important to be alone and to feel those feelings. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think sometimes, like, I do this too, you can distract yourself with stuff all the time and people all the time and um, and being alone and like, and like feeling all those things, like letting the feelings come in can be really, really hard. But then it's also like something that you need to do sometimes. Yeah, that's true. If this was a weird one because I'm like, wait, as soon as I get through my finals, like I have a job for the summer now. I don't know. I think I've just been going, I'm in, I'm getting my MBA for any new listeners and I'm at that summer internship search and it was like, I was, I did not have a minute to breathe for like, I feel like a month and a half. Like I was always going and I'm interning right now and I, and then I feel like I finally had a minute to breathe because I know where I'm, what I'm doing this summer and I'll be in New York. So Liza and I will Yay. be in person together. Um... But I don't know. Yeah, you're right, though. I think just, like, a bunch of a bunch of feelings of, like, depletion hit this past week. Yeah. And I had traveled two weekends prior. Like, I just a lot of, like, yeah, but, like, almost this is the nerdiest thing I'll ever say. But if for anyone out there who's done plays before, you know, oh like, Oh, my God, I was play. literally going to talk about that. I was, like, it's that thing about getting a cold the day after you finish the play mm-hmm. in high school. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, like, I was, like, like, what do I have to look forward to now? And then... I do have things to look forward to because it's spring break after finals, but I don't know. I really don't know, and I know this is not the topic of the podcast, but I suppose it does have to do with anxiety. Um, yeah. I've also just well, been I've, a little needy bitch. Like, I've been like, I need attention. Yeah. Well, don't say bitch. That's I don't like that word in referring to any, in, in any reference other than, like, bitch. You well, know? I know, but I like calling myself a little, a little bitch sometimes. I feel like it's okay to I call mean, myself it. I, I'm sure, I don't know, I think that neediness just speaks to something else. I don't know. I, I, like, I think any, needi- any neediness, anything, anyone ever feels, labeling it neediness, I think is problematic. I sound like such a fucking millennial. Oh my God, I'm so bad at being right now. PC about myself. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm in like PC kumbaya land right now. I am working for PBS. I just spent a long weekend with like the most like, crunchy liberal like group of friends that I have where I was like oh I can't say any like potentially offensive thing I think uh not that I think of it but you know what I mean like I can't call myself a a bitch because people would be like that word you know but I think that I think that the idea of something of neediness is like a judgment of something that we need which is not Mm. good there but I don't even know happens. what I need I just need <laughs> sunshine and there's sunshine out now I don't know I need finals to be over that's what I need has everybody well, enjoyed being my therapist today <laughs> listening to me whine I mean it seems like you needed to like let all of these all of this anxiety not even trying to do that but no, it's true let all this anxiety like man like a manifest oh my god who am I somebody fucking slap me <laughs> <laughs> that's not PC either but like but you know what I mean? I just feel like, especially when you're busy, especially when there's a lot of stuff going on, it's so easy to ignore 
your feelings and your needs and yourself and where you're at. And then when things slow down a little, sometimes like all of that can bubble over and it can feel like quote unquote neediness, but it's probably just like needs you are ignoring when you are too busy to recognize that you have them. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a very good point. I mean, who knows? Are- we all feel weird sometimes. I feel weird almost all of the time. Yeah, same. <laughs> like I never feeling normal is not is my is not my default. Same. Feeling feel, weird is my normal. I can only aspire to feel normal one day and feel you know in control of all aspects of my life. But that will be one day. That is not I now. I don't even think that's normalcy. That's true. I don't know. Maybe I. I just have no idea. No. I'm in a. We- my nap put me in a weird fucking thought f- f- too thoughtful mode. Who no, am? Being thoughtful is good. Yeah, when you desire to have control over your life, you end up Aunt Beckying your kids' college. Like you can't like being too in control leads to yeah. not so great things, I would say. For sure. So you know, guys, it's St. Patrick's Day today. This podcast will actually come out so close to the actual day. Yeah, that's true. It's yeah. Sunday and this is coming out on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I saw a guy last night when I was walking home in a green shirt that said in like the Irish font drunk AF <laughs> I was just like all right it is St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> like, I forgot he was, he was standing outside of like a neighborhood bar in my neighborhood called Flannery's and I was just like I can't even imagine what it's like in there right now <laughs> the thing yeah so if any of you have like Tuesday anxiety from your Sunday hangover from St. Patrick's Day we're here talking about anxiety in your ears um, we feel you. Yeah. For sure. So do we want to like jump into dating anxiety? It's funny. It's sometimes when we don't have a date to start the episode, I'm like, wait, what do we, how do we do this? I know. <laughs> I feel, it feels um, very kind of nebulous. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, there was a topic that came up in our secret Facebook group um, that I thought would be interesting for us to talk about and kind of hear your take on Liza. I think I commented on it, but I can just read that post. And yeah. You want to read we, it? We can chat and then delve into our own our own anxieties and other anxieties and poop anxiety because love it or hate it we're gonna keep saying poop all right poop anxiety all right so this is a post from our fb group attention ladies and happy relationships when you first started dating your current boyfriend i'll just insert or partner or girlfriend anything did you have that beginning anxiety i.e., why hasn't he texted me in a few days? Should I initiate the next hangout? Does this dude even like me? Kind of thoughts. Everyone says when it's the right guy, it just works. Right is in quotation marks also. Uh, But in your experience, was that the case? I really like someone I'm dating and I find myself spiraling. Wow, I did a terrible job reading that, but I think essentially like what that boils down to and what a lot of the conversation in the comments boils down to is when it's the right person and do you feel the same anxieties about, especially in the beginning, like, is he into me too or is she into me as well? And, you know, I think this is a really good question because it's definitely something I've struggled with in in the past, all of those anxieties. And I think I still struggle with anxieties, even though I finally feel like I'm with someone I feel the least anxious with of all of the people, if that makes sense. So I'm finally with someone I don't feel as anxious with, but there's still anxiety there. I don't know. But it's different. Like, it's really hard to explain. And I think the conversation in the comments was a lot of like, I hate when people say you don't have anxiety when you're with the right person because like, 
first of all, the right person can't be a Band-Aid, but also people with anxiety are going to have anxiety no matter what, which is a fair point. But I also, for me personally, this is my first serious relationship and it does feel really different. And I didn't worry as much in the early stages as I have with other people. Yeah. I mean, I think this is speaking so broadly, but I feel like the difference to me is like, it's not that you don't feel the anxiety. It's that you feel safe to share and like talk about the anxiety. Like that's a big difference to me. Obviously not like in your first handful of dates. Like I feel like very few people are going on like a third or fourth date and then being like, I'm just having anxiety because, and if you are like fucking, if that's your thing and you're you're radically honest and share your feelings like perfectly all the time, like fuck yeah, like do you want to be my therapist like or my mentor (laughs) or whatever? But obviously I think for most people that's like really hard to do, especially for me. So I think that like, um, yeah, it's, I, I think it's a matter of at a certain point feeling safe to be like, hey, I have all these anxieties about this. Can we talk about them? Like, are they mutual? Like, where are they coming from? Could it possibly be because our communication styles are different? Or, like, I'm wanting something you're not, like, giving me. You're needing something I'm not giving you. Like, whatever it is. But that doesn't re- <laughs> doesn't really help <laughs> this specific listener who's in the very <laughs> early stages of dating. So, more specifically, I think that, like, I don't know. In those early, it's hard for me to remember, but yeah, I definitely felt anxious in early stages of, of all my relationships, better yeah. ones and worse ones. I think that yeah, those thoughts of the specific questions in in the question. Oh wow, look at this language I'm using. Were um, the anxieties that were specifically mentioned? Ha, he hasn't texted me in a few days. Should I initiate the next thing? Does he even like me? And I will say, just to kind of devil's advocate this, I I think that with, like, my current relationship, I wasn't as worried about him texting me next because he just was, and I had this gut feeling like he actually did like me and wanted to keep hanging out with me because that's, like, what his actions were showing me. So I wasn't having as much worry of, like, will it happen? But I, I do remember there were some dates in there where, I, like, I still had the anxiety. Whereas with other people I've really liked in the past and kind of knew it wasn't going to work out with and then anchored myself so desperately to them because I wanted it to happen anyway because I love winning. Uh, those relationships, I remember having this gut feeling over and over again. Like, why hasn't he texted me in a few days? Why is it just like once a week he wants to hang out? Does he even like me? He's being kind of cagey. And when I found myself talking about the kind of anxieties around it a lot to friends, not to him ever, like one of these people in half relationships, like that's where like I wished I could have listened to my friends who were like, trust your gut. What does your gut tell you? That he's like in it to win it? Oh my God, fuck me. Or is he like half in, half out? So I think there is something where it shouldn't feel like all consuming anxiety early on because that might be a symbol of something else you're dealing with too. Like maybe it's the type of person that like triggers something in you that you want to like cling on to or I don't know. I am not a therapist, again, making that clear. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that it's, yeah, I think it also, like, if those anxieties kind of dissipate more quickly than usual, I think that's a good sign. If, like, as Kimmy said, they're kind of hanging on, then that's probably not a great sign. Like, if you, like, for example, okay, so, like, the the first time that Jeff and I, like, confessed we had feelings like kissed like whatever blah blah blah. the second time I was gonna see him after that 
I had this like overwhelming sense of anxiety that he was going to like ignore that that had happened because we had been friends for like months. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, my God. So we had plans to meet at a bar with like other friends. And I was just like, oh, my God, I'm going to show up. And he's going to be like, hey, what's up? Like not that was not his vibe at all. But I was just had this weird, horrible anxiety that he had this regret that it had happened and that like I was going to show up and like nothing there was going to be no like connection like he was going to like leave independently of me because we were going to be there with like a bunch of other people and that didn't happen and like at the end of that I felt really silly but I was like oh like that's something that was just like my really really intense fear like my worst fear like latching on in my brain and taking on like this whole narrative of its its own so I think that like but then very quickly like I got there and he gave me a hug and he was like I'm so happy to see you and like immediately I was like oh this is fine I was I spun this web of anxiety because I was like going down all of like the worst paths in my mind of like what's the worst thing that could happen in this situation like I was excited about him about like the fact that I had had a crush on him for a while, we had finally like kissed and and set, you know, expressed feelings, and I was like, well, the worst thing that can happen to me is if he just like ghosts me in person. Yeah. And so I like had this whole narrative and anxiety about it, and I think that like we can tell those stories to ourselves. It's obviously hard for us to tell with limited information if this particular listener like is is like doing that thing that we all do which is we've weave the worst tale in our head or if it's founded on like actions of the of the other person the person she's dating Mm -hmm. but so that's all just to say like I think it's really important for you to check in with with what your anxiety is and like what it where it might come from yeah and I think that's a really good point about yes what we all go to the worst case scenario but I do think we all go to different worst case scenarios for different amounts of time too. For sure. So if you're a person, if this listener is a person who knows she clings to the worst case scenario. So I, I do this. Like I've done this since I was little. It's how my anxiety manifests. Like I remember, like I kind of look back one time when I was nine, (laughs) just going to go, hello therapy. I, I got sick. Like I woke up in the morning and I had the flu or something and I got throw up sick and I hadn't thrown up since I, like I had, it had been a long time and I was kind of scarred by it. I was like, that, it feels like you're dying. Your insides are coming out, which is lols because I later struggled with eating issues involving making myself throw up. So not to be super cavalier about that. No, but not at all. Liza, I'm, not, I'm Liza s- gets it. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, you know, so anyway, but this whole year of my life, I, every night before bed, I like gave myself a stomachache worrying about getting sick again and would go downstairs to my dad and like sit with him and be like, am I going to get sick? I literally never got sick, but I gave myself a stomachache. I went to, for me, that was the worst case scenario at the time. Um, up until then, my childhood was like pretty chill. So I, I will just like throw that out there. I know that's like for me, you know, nine-year-old me, that was the worst case scenario. But like that habit has persisted in my life. And like, I think I've gotten better at identifying when I'm doing it. Like my in my relationship, I get called out on it sometimes. I'm not doing it about date 13 always, but I have. Like I've gone to like when I moved, long distance is hard. I probably have never trusted a man as much as I trust him. And I just make up things happening in New York while I'm not there. Like picturing the, the every moment of him cheating with 18 women. Well, like not. But yeah, I just think even... Not that. Like, even anxieties about job things. Like, Day 13 called me out the other day because I was just like, I'm having anxiety help because we're at that 
point now. And it was like, do you do this about everything? I forget what it was about. It was about like someone doing something like, oh, giving me an offer, then taking it away because of X, Y, Z. It was just so ridiculous. I honestly can't even remember it now because that's how quickly it went away from my brain. But in the moment, it's entirely consuming. So I think like for this listener, I'm, I'm so down a rabbit hole. But if you're like me and you kind of like can be a runaway train and just go with it, like give yourself a little more time with this person. Maybe you just really like that, this person. And you're usually in the past when you've liked people, you've like, it's gone badly or something. So like the equivalent of like in the past when I woke up in the morning, I threw up and now I think I'm always going to throw up in the morning. Like maybe you, last time you felt this strongly for someone, it didn't work out. So you're associating that. Or maybe it's like you're picking up what this person is putting down. This is not helpful at all because I'm giving you multiple options, but it's so hard. I mean, I think that like just, yeah, generally speaking, like we're all just a sum of all of our like baggage you know like we're all just carrying around our own fucking baggage and that manifests into all of our fears and all of our anxieties and all of like the things we like are not maybe like positive um habits in in the way we interact with other people like we all have those habits with other people like I tend to like shut down really really quickly at the first sign of conflict like not a great thing I could just and like Jeff has helped me a lot be like no we can just talk about it calmly and it doesn't have to be like whatever we all have these these things we do when we're interacting with other people that are like not the most helpful to us and to them and that's like who we are so I think that like so much of our anxiety so much of the way we feel about dating is about unraveling our shit that we carry around like understanding what it is how it manifests itself obviously like it's a simple thing to say and a really complicated process Kimmy and I both like have done lots of therapy to to work that out and it's just barely started for me (laughs) there's still just all kinds of stuff I'm learning about myself all the time um but yeah it's the finding the source of anxiety like it's it's so tricky because like sometimes it's you sometimes it's an external force and a lot of the times it's a mix of both Mm -hmm. so now that we've like talked about it kind of broadly I'm trying to think of like if I can be more concise or we can like so Liza do you feel like that is a myth that it should feel easier when it's right or when it's working or not because I still don't think that's like a myth no I don't think it's a myth at all I think that when something is good, it feels very, very, very different. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I think it's too simple to say that then you don't feel any anxiety. I think the anxieties you feel are different. Yeah. And the anxieties feel different. Like it's less. It's so hard to talk about like a natural feeling like that. But there is something to me that's just very natural, natural about like meeting a person who you know you're supposed to be with at least for like some period of time I'm not a big like soulmates like la 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 together forever like I don't necessarily believe in all of that but I think that like when someone is really right for you where you are at this time of your life for any amount of time you can feel something different it's like a shoe that fits versus a shoe that's a half a size too small that's a really good way to think about it the old woman in the shoe yeah where you're just like oh this doesn't fucking fit it almost fits I wish it were a tiny bit different in the toe like that's not 
yeah. the way it should be, right? I don't know. How, what do you think? I do. I, I, I do. I do. That's what I think. I do. We're married. <laughs> We're married now. I think that, no, I think that's exactly right because I do think it's like, it does, it depends both on the shoe itself, but also the size of your foot or you as well. So yeah, like, I think that, you know, if you're someone who, I don't think that I had that feeling with day 13, like, Ooh, I know that it's him. Like I knew I had a really great time with him on our first date, but I didn't know that right away. And I think it's because for my whole life, I personally have confused like a shoe that's a little bit too small for like, ooh, that's the perfect fit. Do you know what I mean? Like something that's yeah. not going to work out. Then I'm like, ooh, this feels meant to be first date. Yep, You're like, I'm in. but I got my foot in it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm totally. like, I'm going to get my foot in that because that <laughs> person has potential and success that I want to be a part of. Yeah. Ugh, or like in the most extreme cases, I've done the thing where it's like, well, I'm going to cut off all my toes to make this fucking <laughs> shoe fit. You know, like it's. Yep. Oh, 100%. Including, you know, not just my pinky toe, my big toe, so that I can't even walk, so that I will yeah. debilitate my whole... Wow, we love metaphors. We're so I, good this is, We found a good one. Sometimes we, <laughs> sometimes we gotta, you gotta look for it. Also, a metaphor is like early love. It, you know, when it fits, it fits, yo. <laughs> Shout out to the person who posted, the listener who posted in the secret Facebook group recently about the the idiom that I can never get right about, like, too many hands and <laughs> too many, many pots, like... So this will be my, we'll go right back to this juicy, juicy topic. But yeah, I think it was um, too many, it came down to too many cooks in the kitchen, which isn't exactly right. I meant more like when you're doing a lot of different things or too many pots on the stove. (laughs) What? Someone posted. Even now we can't remember. Somebody posted the correct thing. This like just got posted too. I'm, I'm, I'm a terrible human. Um, No, I read it and I can't remember either now. Okay. Well, it's confusing for a reason. Yep, it's confusing for a reason. But back to the shoe one that makes a little more sense. I think that like it it should f- there's a there's there's a point and it's not a point I can explain to you, but there's a point you know yourself, you know kind of when when too far when the shoe has is making you really uncomfortable because it's too small versus when the totally. shoe now feels like it fits and maybe some of those anxieties were just based on your your old habits or your history with other relationships totally and also i'm just gonna beat this metaphor until it's dead yeah like uh, okay but i feel like we've all been in situations probably where we've dated like okay so my shoe size is eight <laughs> i'm really going for it <laughs> i've been in situations where i've dated someone where like the shoe is like a size five and a half and i can't even get my heel in but i'm just like this is good i'm gonna do this and then i've also been in situations where i've dated someone where like the shoe is like a 10 and I'm like this is I'm gonna just make this work for a while but I think the trickiest thing is when the shoe is like a seven and a half where I'm like I'm wearing it around it's happening maybe I'm getting (laughs) blisters but like it's gonna be fine you know like that's the like so I feel like maybe this listener is in a situation where it's like I said it's just like a half size off it's not obviously a mismatch but maybe it's just not like completely natural and comfortable in the way that it should be yeah have I killed this metaphor yet? No, I, I think it's actually, you you clarified it. I think we killed it earlier and now you've clarified it. And <laughs> made, like, I think that, yeah, as much as like, I think I commented on this post about like just having massive anxiety still always, but like it was like, oh, this anxiety I'm still having has to do only with me and not with the other person. Like what I'm seeing from, the, like it's, it's, it's not, it's, this is having to do with me. It's not having to do with them. Like, and yeah. there's a, there's a moment where I think you can realize that. So 
Ooh, put it in shoe terms. I don't know. Give it a go. <laughs> when you're like, am I a clog person? And then you're like, no, it's not working. Oh, but I do like that part of the shoe metaphor. The other day I was talking about with Date 13 how many things he is. It's pretty a terrible and snotty conversation, but this is how real I can feel with him about how I didn't think he's from a... Florida. He's from Florida. I never thought I'd date someone from Florida. Like things like that. Terrible. I'm a terrible person. Florida, Florida Guys, listeners. If you're I listening love you. from Florida, we love you. We love you. I'm sorry. I was being a weirdo. You know, that just Florida is a state that gets shit on a lot. So I was just joking around, but just little things. So try that clog if you've never worn a clog, is all I'm saying. <laughs> totally. Totally. Wear wear the shoe that doesn't feel like you. This is the most fucking basic we've ever seen. I mean, I... Is it you? Who knows? Try it on, girl. Uh, yeah, I think, um, I think this is... But it's a really interesting topic, and I think that people's responses were all really interesting. Like, no matter what stage of dating, whether they were in the happy relationship, but also dealt with anxiety and depression, so that affected... Or, or they were not in they were dating and just regular dating like early dating was giving them anxiety just broadly which I think is also very relatable um for sure yeah all right let's take a quick ad break ad break and then we're going to continue to talk about anxiety in different forms hi everybody we're back hi (laughs) (laughs) we have a guest we're back we're back with a very special guest and it's Jeff hello (laughs) Very special. And we sound weird because we just recorded this, but then I realized I had fucked up the audio and we had to re-record it, so we just did a weird intro for no one. Um, That's always fun. Yeah. yeah, You know, this is just just a hot behind-the-scenes glimpse of our recording process. Jeff, thank you for being here. I know. Of course. (laughs) I mean, it is our living room, so I... (laughs) I know we've invaded your living room. And I was like, hey, Um, can we ask you some questions about anxiety? And dating. Yeah. And, and that's everything. Definitely. Listeners are now caught up. Um, so, Jeffrey, we've been discussing about, like, okay, so you know how we've we've talked often about, like, how when we started dating each other, it felt kind of, like, different. Like, we were like, this is more... You... <laughs> the blank stare you just gave me is alarming. <laughs> <laughs> the lights are on, but nobody's home. Um, no, I'm listening. I'm listening. I so, just have a thinking face on. Gotcha. Yeah. So um, I think that... So so basically, when we've been reading and talking about a listener question of, like, she's dating somebody new. She feels like maybe... It, it does feel different to her. She feels like a sense of connection, but she's still feeling a lot of the kind of same anxieties around like how long, you know, he hasn't texted me in a couple of days, this, that, the other thing, mm-hmm. whatever. And Kimmy and I were kind of discussing like how our feelings, our anxieties had changed and shifted when we were in relationships that we felt like were more right, that like fit a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So my question for you is like, did you have anxieties like that when we started dating? Like, did, were you anxious about, like, me not texting you back or, like, oh, not definitely. liking you anymore? You were? Yeah, for sure. I mean, early on? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I told them the story did, did about... Did you not? Well, <laughs> I, <laughs> I told them the story about how the second time we saw each other after... So after we, like, kissed and, said, you know, ex- expressed that we had feelings, whatever, the second time we... Jeff's <laughs> <Yeah>, face. <laughs> ten. <laughs> Um, the second time we saw each other after that, when we went to Johnny's bar with like those random people or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, I had this like intense fear that you were going to show up and like pretend that nothing had ever happened. Oh yeah. 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 I, I remember told you, you told that. me that. Yeah. yeah. 
So I did um, have those anxieties. Yeah. But, but what about like texting me and like would I text you back or would I think what you said was funny or would I, you know? I, I mean, I, those were for sure fears that I had. You did? Yeah, definitely. Okay. I feel like those were lessened with you because we had been friends for a while. But I definitely, I definitely had the sense of like, oh, he's going to change his mind. Hmm. Like that was a fear I had was I was like, because I knew you had feelings for me and like we had feelings for each other or whatever, but I did have that feeling of like, oh, at any point he's just going to be like, eh, that yeah. was wrong. <laughs> yeah, I think um, it didn't last. I don't remember exactly how long it went, but it didn't last very long probably. Yeah. Were they like texting specific? Uh, mostly because with text, you know, you just send it into the ether and who knows, <laughs> you know, did they read it? Are they just ignoring you? You know, that kind of thing. And it's harder when you're with someone who's, like, such a horrific texter. Are you? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, Jeff. Do you even know? What do you mean horrific texter? <laughs> like, I don't really text. Like I'm. Well, we don't really text We don't text often. each other a yeah, lot. <laughs> I guess that maybe that's why I don't know that. Well, you're a bad texter, What do you mean? Too. You don't return texts? I take, like, a lot of hours oh, to Oh, I do, texts. too, actually. Yeah. That's probably why we don't notice, because I'm the same. <laughs> I'll text people a full 24 hours after they text me. Yeah. Or longer sometimes. I treat it more like an email. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, same, though. I'm you pretty bad. I mean? I've been called out on it. Yeah, at it's fine. Like, I don't, I'm not, I don't love, like, I mean, yeah, I sort of tried to buck that expectation with people. My dad hates it. He's always like, you never text me back, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I, I will eventually. Yeah. You know, when I got around tomorrow. to it, dad, yeah. Jesus. But early um, on, before you're calling each other, like the texting thing is maybe the, yeah, when you send that text and you don't know how, how soon or what kind of response you're going to get, especially if it's about initiating hanging out, I feel like that is, that's a very normal anxiety, even if yeah, you're texting definitely. your person who you should be with. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, and I, I think that like I probably made an effort. I was more, I, I'm more effortful about texting when I'm dating someone and it's early because sure. I'm like oh I have to like yeah you want to keep this the is how conversation this happens going. whatever so then yeah. I think those anxieties do spring up mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah but All it's right, kind of, um, we've been kind of just thinking about like the <laughs> it should feel easy versus not and it's really hard to articulate it should feel easy like if you meet the quote-unquote like right person or yeah. the right person yeah like that I like mean, and how yeah. does that feel at the beginning that doesn't when mean you're is not going to feel fear though because i i think actually in some ways it's more anxiety producing when you realize you've met someone you really like i mean i think you could argue that mm-hmm. like cuz it's even higher stakes you're like oh i really like this person you know it would be a huge bummer if it didn't work out somehow or whatever yeah. even though like things there are things that are easier like being together when you're actually together and you have those times, those first dates and so on, that feels like, oh, wow, we're clicking. But I think the in-between times can be kind of stressful. That's a that's a good distinction to make, I think. Yeah. That, like, I think the feeling when you're together, it should feel fairly easy and natural. Mm-hmm. And if when you're apart, there, the anxiety is there, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. how I felt, I think, early on in us dating. Yeah. It's like all of – any of my fears were pretty quickly dispelled – like I told, I already told the story of like that I got to the bar that night and you gave me like such a nice hug and Jeff's a, an excellent hugger. He gave me a really great hug and I was like, oh, like I'm nuts, you know, like. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And I was just actually thinking through, I wasn't listening. I was thinking through my own things. No, I was listening to you and thinking back to like my half relationships and times where like I was having these gut feelings, but like it was never going to work out looking back. Mm. Um. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think I still had some anxiety when I was with that person, in person. 
Like it wasn't mm-hmm. just the in-between mm-hmm. times. There was, even if we were having sure. the best time ever, I had this weird anxiety. Like, why aren't, why aren't we right. talking why about? Why doesn't this work? What's next? Oh my God, is he going to say something about a thing in the future? Like, is he going to mention right. that concert in a month? Oh, like really listening. Whereas like with day 13, I didn't feel that way. Like I didn't feel, I felt the same way. Like in person, it, mm-hmm. I Jeff, that is the distinction, I think. <laughs> yeah. How you, yeah. like it, if you're anxious in between, that makes sense. You might just really like the person. But if you're right. anxious when you're together, you don't want to feel anxious your whole life. So what fun is that anyway? No, no. Yeah, and I think that that feeling of things being different, like, it's so, for me, it was so highlighted when we were together in the same mm-hmm. place. Like, that were, those were the moments I, feel, I felt it. The moments that I felt that it was different were not, like, when I was wondering when the next time we were going to hang out was or yes. when I was texting you, with, like, worried if you were going to think it was funny or whatever. Like, that's not what felt like completely unique to me it was like when we were together and I didn't have any anxiety and I wasn't afraid to like say how I feel or I was but you you coaxed me (laughs) you were like all right like let's go ahead and just skip all this hemming and hawing about how we feel Hmm. um but yeah that was yeah very wise thank you stroking my beard yes yes (laughs) Literally just, stroking he, his beard. Except no, he made a, he made the motion of I stroking motion, his beard yeah. like, oh, yeah, away you, from his face and wasn't actually touching. Well, because I, I should have a longer beard. You know? Yeah. Well, you just it, you just trimmed it too, so it's tight. <laughs> it's a pretty tight. You got a beard. nice tight beard. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you can be dismissed if you'd like. I okay. mean, you don't have to be. But thank you for yeah. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> Thanks for enlightening us. Thanks for your wisdom. You're welcome, girls. <laughs> wow. What fun. What fun. Thanks, what Jeff. Fun. You're welcome. Bye. See you later. <laughs> Bye. He's just handing me his, air, his AirPods. Well, isn't that how I get off AirBud. the air? Yeah, exactly. Give you my AirPods. Well, Bye is from Alaska, my favorite drag queen. One more what's thing. Our, what's our takeaway? What's our takeaway? I think, like, okay. And I saw this posted. I'm just literally stealing from all of you listeners. So thank you for bringing up a really good topic. And also thank you for letting us totally Thanks for co-producing our podcast. Yeah, thanks very much. <laughs> listeners and Jeff are bringing us. Well, you know what? It's free. And we just take your ideas and run with them. But <laughs> um, okay. I think it's really important when you're like worrying about something or have anxiety about something is, is to get to not just spiral, run away forever. Like I am a runaway train. It's about like maybe asking yourself a few things to get clear on it. So I think one question you could ask yourself is, is this happening when I'm with the person or not? But also we just like, Jeff kind of invented that and we agreed with it and we're not therapists. So I think another listener put in the Facebook group a few questions she asks herself based on what her therapist told her. So now we're co-opting a listener's post and a therapist's advice. But welcome to this podcast. Therapy is expensive and this is free. So (laughs) there are six questions that her therapist said she could ask around dating anxiety specifically. So I just want to read them. Thank you so much to this listener, Katie. I think they're really helpful. And I think anything you can do, even if it's like take three deep breaths then hold your breath for five seconds and then two more deep breaths like literally anything when you're spiraling away or thinking about feelings and anxiety whether about dating or not I think anything you can do to slow yourself down is great but these questions are particularly helpful so the first one did you hear me go on and on as I tried to make sure I could find them sorry guys I I lost (laughs) them for a second okay here's the first one it's is there any evidence to support a negative thought 
So, so many times I make up evidence. So I feel like this is a really good question to ask yourself. The next one is, is there any evidence that goes against my negative thought, which I think is super helpful. So like, is there evidence that says, you know, my my negative thought is like, this isn't going to work out. I feel too much anxiety. But is there, did I actually feel really easy with this? Did it feel really easy with this person last time we hung out? The third question is, am I attempting to interrupt the situation without all the evidence? I'm raising my hand. I always Mm. am doing that. Uh, four is what would my friends say about the situation which I suppose you can also ask them but like what would you say your friends would say yeah five is how can I look at the situation in a more positive light which is important especially if you tend to be negative or pessimistic about these things and then six is my negative thought going to matter in six months to a year so Mm. I thought I like love the what would my friends say about the situation because it seems really obvious but in all the relationships I've been in that didn't work out, I, I knew I still vented to my friends, but I knew, Liza, what you were going to say about it. And I knew, like, my friends were, like, what they were thinking. Like, oh, this is, like you know that. Not because of necessarily what they said, but you know in your gut if your friends would be, like, do this thing or don't do this thing. I kind of like yeah. that. Totally. I also like the thing of think about whether or not this negative thought's going to be important in six months to a year. Mm-hmm. Only because I think that, like, when something fundamental is wrong, we're um, a lot of us are women. We're intuitive. Even if you're not, if you're listening to this podcast, you're pretty probably, and you're a man, you're probably pretty in touch with your feelings and intuitive. So, <laughs> I, you know, I think that like we know when something is is deep down. I think a lot of the times we can feel if something is a fleeting worry or a more like um foundational worry and I think those things are really important because sometimes when you're like mired in anxiety like you can't tell the difference Mm -hmm. but slowing down and really asking yourself that question like that's helped me that was always like a big thing that my mom would always tell me is like is this a big thing or a little thing Mm -hmm. like stop and think if this is a big thing or a little thing like when I was freaking out about something and it's hard yeah it's very hard and sometimes you don't have the answer right away but like I think if you try to like breathe and like just think on it and like give it some time, usually I think that answer becomes kind of clear. Another helpful thing around that, like kind of connected to that, is also looking at other times you've worried about things like this in the past. Because I've been asked, like, when was it the worst case scenario? And it's really interesting because the time in my life where the worst case scenario happened was when my mom died, which was in 2017. And I was worrying for many years in a very aggressive way well before that. And even before she was sick. So it's not all connected, but like, did my worrying or not change the outcome of that? No, like not at all, you know? Yeah. So that's like the the really terrible version of it. But then on the other side of that, because my mom was, she dealt with anxiety too. And always though the same thing was like trying to help me overcome my worries since I was little and a spaz. Like is this big or little? Very similar. But if you can also think about times you like had a big freak out and you might need to ask a friend to like help you remember about something that turned out not to go the worst way. And like like just thinking back the same way it's helpful to think back on like a breakup if you're going through one and being like, okay, I got through that. Like mm. when were other times that you like completely fucking spiraled and then it turned out not to be as bad like or yeah. that big of a deal in your life at all to kind of slow and yourself. Also like I think that if you ask yourself that question, the answer is like – 95% of the time that's yeah. the truth mm-hmm. like I feel like almost always like I was saying earlier we tell ourselves the worst version of the story we imagine the worst thing to be true like I think it's the fucking evolutionary like we have adapted to life on the planet because we imagine all the worst and the most painful things and sometimes it's helpful and a lot of the time it's not so like 
I think it's important to remember, like, probably all the worst things you're telling yourself aren't true. Maybe, like, some some combination or portion of them might be true, for sure. But it's rare that every every version, every eventuality is the worst possible thing. Yeah. But also trust your gut. And we haven't even gotten to the advice we give all the time because I think we tried to be a little more like, let's dig into this. But like, I just looked at my credit card company just sent me a new credit card. And I'm just thinking about like the fear of checking your credit card bill. The fear of just asking. You don't have to be like, are we dating? It's day three. I need to know. But just get the information. It sucks. Yes, it sucks. But we've said this from like every podcast we go into feelings since the beginning. I wish I could go back in time and do this. And the Band-Aid pulling hurts, but finding out sooner and like not taking those. I don't know. I'm in between. I'm just not sure about the relationship. Like just finding out sooner. It's the bravest thing you'll ever do. It's really fucking hard if it's not the answer you want. But like I'm just so pro finding that out sooner because you save yourself so much time. And also you make people understand like – how you deserve to be treated like I think people if you demand like honesty honesty and straightforwardness like I've started to try to implement this in so many more areas of my life with my family my like from since doing this podcast since talking about it and giving this advice all the time like I've tried to implement like just asking or being honest like at work at in everything just being like nice honest and like straightforward Mm-hmm. And, like, life is so much easier and better. <laughs> like, it's really, yeah. really nice. And it's completely, like, reverse engineered from me telling Kimmy in her early dates to, like, just ask or just say something or, or us, like, figure, like, coming to that advice in a lot of our episodes. But you'll save yourself a lot of time. And it does – it is scary. But also once you start doing it, it stops being scary. Yeah. And, like, every time I did that, like, weirdly, the podcast dates ended up making it kind of low-stakes way to practice. Like – just asking about that second date even remember early on Liza when I would like maybe have had a great first date Mm -hmm. which I now know like why did I ever think hearing like I had a great time meant we were gonna see each other again I don't know I was naive but like all those things that then I'd be like why 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 after even if I didn't like the person just texting and finding out you always felt better and it was easier to move on and like yeah and you know who I remember the guy I was seeing who texted me and was like right before a third date was like I found out about the podcast (laughs) It sounds like I was doing an awful thing. But all of the dates were anonymous. And he just was like, I don't think I could hear someone I'm dating like talk about other guys. And I really respected that. I was like, that is so specific. And you communicated it. And like, I had a meltdown because I was like, what am I doing a bad thing? Blah, blah, blah. But like, he, that shoe just didn't fit. And he was very cute. And I hope he's fitting someone very nicely. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think that that's. It's hard to not respect someone who's just, like, simple and honest. I agree. Should we yeah. end on a worst first? Should we do a little worst first? Let's do it. Let's do you want to read it? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to. If it's up on my phone, I'm going to. Let's see. Let's see as it loads. Okay. Here we go. This is from a listener. I'm going to read it. Ready? Liza? And listen. Yes. Born ready. Send in your worst first dates. Okay. Hi. My experience being single and dating with apps has been really different from the norm. I'm outdoorsy and my profile highlights it. As a result, everyone always asks me to go hiking, snowshoeing, skiing, snowboarding, snorkeling, or kayaking on our first date. This is badass. These Uh, are activity-ass first dates. Yeah. Like, oh my goodness. Sometimes that works out well because I'm in in the comfort zone and having fun, regardless of whether or not I like my date. Other times, not so much. Fair. Like, I would be on my butt if I went snowboarding. Uh, So my craziest first date happens to be my first app date and first ever blind date. We went whitewater kayaking. Talk about diving into the deep end, pun intended. And I got caught in a log jam, unable to roll or even release my skirt. 
Oh my it God. took several minutes upside down before I was able to break <gasps> enough branches with my forearms to wiggle my way out. I thought I was going <sighs> to drown. Okay, that, no. I'm sorry. Uh, for this being, is so scary. I don't even scary. know what whitewater rafting, kayak, whitewater kayaking is, but I'm very scared. I, I only I'm do, scared. I did it once and I got my period all over the boat and I was like 14 years <laughs> <laughs> my da- but it's very dangerous and scary. Um, my date was able to grab my kayak as it floated downstream, but not my paddle. There were cliff bands on both sides of the river, so I had to swim over a kilometer before finding a beach. It was December, so I was turning blue from the cold and all the bruises. Oh my God, I'm sorry. I didn't read this clearly. This is very scary, listener. I'm so glad you're okay now. Um, including a b- big black eye, we then had to bushwhack our way through the woods with our kayaks to find a road. It took 45 minutes to hitchhike back to my car, and the wait was painfully awkward. We had launched our kayaks right behind his house, so I had to drop him off after getting my car. To make the whole date worse, his parents and brother were weirdly there, waiting to see him. Oh, oh my end, god. Oh my god. <laughs> I had to answer their questions for 15 minutes before I was able to escape. Definitely an exciting but ridiculous intro to online dating. Thanks for a great podcast, T. Wow. Oh my god! Like I just felt like that. Like I had not read that closely enough. Sorry that I was like giggling through it because it was scary at times. But I just thought that was like a great like talk about anxiety. Just like go the other end. Like just, oh my god! I want to know if he, she ever saw him again. I know, I'm, listener. If you hear this, can you can you let us know if you ever saw him again? And can you let That's, us know how you like deal with like what we were just talking about for an hour? Like because <laughs> like, I feel like you'd have a really good, in, interesting, different opinions on like kind of first date anxiety because I feel like that's, that's a like a near death ballsy. experience yeah. first date anxiety that's I know. so scary I know oh my god that's but it very, all puts very everything intense. in perspective right like I don't know I'm yeah, trying for sure. to connect too many dots here for sure this is a bunch of bs coming out of my mouth but like just like zooming out a little like you could literally die on a first date which is so scary or like you know wait what are like just like zooming out a little and I don't know. I don't really know what I'm trying to say. But all, all I know is Holy that's, shit. That's an inc- wow. I mean, that's an incredible worst first story. <laughs> we appreciate you for sending it in, and I'm glad you made it through. Like, I feel like almost dying is really, like, that's a worst first date. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even have to do with the guy. Yeah, that's that tops the time someone pooped their pants on a first date. Uh, the, the date did. Mem- yep, there are a lot. Oh, my God, in the bushes, yeah. The, yeah, there have been some bad... Oh, uh, of course I said boop again, but there have been some bad ones, that, some baddies that we've read on the podcast, but that is really, truly scary. I'm yeah, so that, glad you're okay. And yeah, I think sure. we promote activity days a lot, but like, I don't know if we would promote a whitewater kayaking. We're a life jacket and yeah, please. I guess a scuba equipment or something. I don't know. I'm yeah. afraid of any kind of activities. Um, on that note, guys, uh, send in your worst first dates. We love them, even when they're scary. Um, and... Do all the things we told you earlier. Rate, subscribe, review. Follow us on Instagram. You have one first dates pod. Join our secret Facebook group. Fifty one first dates group on Facebook. You get it. You know. Yeah. And send us other questions. We love questions. Send questions for Kenny. Send questions for future guests. Send future guests you like. We'll talk soon. We love you so much. Um, go on a date. Go on a date.
Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.